0: I don't like when people say to men upstairs, I don't say anything, but uh, I think we need to realize that uh, God in the Spirit is with us, God in the Spirit is in us, and that wherever you go, you take God with you. And, uh, but the Bible reveals God as the only infinite, eternal being. What we mean by that, he has no beginning, no end. He is creator, sustainer of all things. He is the supreme personal intelligence, righteous ruler of the universe. God cannot be taught because God has all knowledge. And uh, that's why that When you're saved, you now are given an opportunity to converse with a force, if you want to call him that. But no matter what your problem is, God has the answer. The reason we don't get the answer is because uh, God does not and is not obligated to answer our prayers, unless we're in His will. Matter of fact, uh, He won't. He will allow us to be blessed despite our disobedience. But notice with me in John chapter five. John chapter five. I want to read one? verse here in the fifth chapter and the twenty-sixth verse God said for as the father have life in himself so have he given to the son to have life in himself the word became flesh and dwell among us so we Wonder, I hear people say, I've even had them ask me, I wonder what Jesus would say about that subject if he was here. We know. We don't have to wonder. Any subject you want to mention that it pertains to life, the answer is in the Bible. Man is natural and cannot know God by wisdom we sometimes confuse ourselves by saying, well, so-and-so knows a lot of Bible. What we're saying is that so-and-so knows a lot of facts about God. You can know the Bible and not know the God of the Bible. And that is very important when we uh, get down to that. You know, Man, as I said, is natural and cannot know God by wisdom. Uh, I'll just quote Job 11:7. See, canst thou by searching find out God? The answer to that is no. You can memorize. Jack Van Eppie memorize the whole New Testament. But I should do that or you to do that and never know God. You can't find out God by searching. We can see evidence, but we'll never know God unless we've been born again. And that's that's so important. See, a, God is a person and can be known only by revelation. And when you hear the word revelation That this is the revelation of God. God is revealing to you and me through the word what he is, what he expects, what he will do if we don't follow the word. In the book of Hebrews, you know, when we look at Hebrews chapter 1, and we see uh, many, many things. Hebrews is a, is a very uh, in, important book in God's word, in, in, in knowing God and knowing what God should do and should not do. Now, as we look at this, I don't know why they would make a Bible with the pages so thin to make people like me aggravated, I guess. But in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1, God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. They didn't have a Bible. the Commandments was carved in stone. It wasn't a little pamphlet that we would pass out. But God said, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. To get to the Father is our goal. But you can't get to the Father and bypass Jesus. Because Jesus made the door possible. That's why he He was crucified, paid every sin, but yet we study the scriptures and we find out that God wrote my name in the book of life, there in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, before the earth was ever created. Thousands of years went by, but God's plan never changed. God said, by the foolishness of preaching. Now, you, Paul used that term, by the foolishness of preaching. I mean, if one of you knew Greek, and you get up here and you're going to read the Bible in Greek, it'd be foolish to me because I can't understand Greek. You can't understand the word of God unless you're saved. And we forget, this year you I mean, it's so simple that you'll have to agree with it. There are a lot of things I used to do that I can't do now, and I'm not talking about age. I'm talking about I didn't pursue it. There are people who could play the guitar or, or the drums when they were young. Years went by. They never practiced, never played. They can't play it now. God said, Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. Our door to God is his Son. That's as simple as i make it. You can't get to the Father except through the Son. You've got to know Jesus, and I'm not talking about knowing about him. You know, I heard a preacher this week on the computer. I was listening to him, and, you know, he, to the average person, they would have probably said, Amen. Amen. But what he was preaching in a way, he was putting the emphasis upon it that Jesus was the most important one out of the Trinity. The Word became flesh. God the Spirit. God the Word. The Word took on itself flesh. That's why the Jesus was born of a virgin. So Hebrews 1, 2 says, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. You say, well, God hasn't spoke to me. Every time you read this Bible, he's speaking to you. You're not going to know about the son without going through the word since the average church member does not know the word, and I hope I'm not putting y'all in that group, if you don't know the word, the sermon I preach or anybody preaches only lasts a short period of time. Because if we're not a recipient that is in his will, the word of God goes over us. Good sermon. But if that good sermon doesn't change your life, then it wasn't very good, was it? God said in verse 3, "...who be in the brightness of his glory and express image of his person." And upholding all things by the word of his power. You know, God said in his word, we should look at several. Your faith, your faith in me, Jesus would say, that's what healed you. I don't have to touch you. You know, that's. that's that's a big thing of the Pentecostals. Come down and be touched. You don't have to be touched. Why? God is a spirit. We've got to believe, and you can't believe as you can memorize, but you can't believe unless you're saved. And there's a difference between Memorizing the Word of God and knowing the Word of God. Don't go any farther than this church. And some of you been with me a long, long time. We used to have youth. We have Sunday school. They learn. They memorize the verses. They memorize. They memorize. But. If you don't receive him so that he lives in you, the word will soon leave. When somebody says it, you'll remember it. Who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. God healed me when I had heart surgery. He healed me when I had my spleen removed. He healed me. He healed me. But he never came down and touched me. Faith. You know. Prayer. Prayer. is the key to being healed. Faith is the medicine. I hope you follow that. Faith is the medicine. We have not because we ask not, and when we ask, James said what? We ask amiss. I'm going to pray because people, you know, the pastor tells me to pray, mom told me to pray, everybody told me to pray. But you've got to believe that what you're asking for, if it's God's will, he's going to answer. And if he didn't answer, you weren't ready for it. So the first point is the existence of God. You know, the existence of God by faith. You know, in Hebrews, uh, look at Hebrews uh, chapter 11, I believe. Hebrews 11, verse 5. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him far before his translation. He had the testimony that he pleased God. Another phrase is he believed God would do what he said. James said, we have not because we ask not. We ask, we ask amiss. So you've got to communicate with God and we've got to stop settling for the drums and expect God to answer our prayers. Knowing that if we're going to have one foot in the world and one foot in religion, you're there by yourself because God will not play that game. We get weak. You know, I was talking to a, a family this week. He said, You know, well, you know, I, uh, you know the false uh, perception of pastors. We, but, 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 Brother Tony, I'm not a preacher. You know, I mean, y'all have got a special power. No, we don't. I don't have special power. My power is if God says it, I believe it. And when it's needed, I'd go. I'd go for it. I mean, God said what? We have not because we ask not. You wouldn't worry if you ask God and leave it in God's hands. When we worry, that shows us that our faith is not deep enough. And that's human. But we want to... Quit taking these baby steps, turning our life, our situation, everything that is bothering us, tiring us up, making us miserable. Got to turn it over to the Lord. He said, how do you do that? One step at a time. If you've got a large debt, you're not going to get out of debt by making one payment. If you had the money to pay it off, you wouldn't be in debt. So how do we get out of debt? One step at a time. But, and I think this is a a beautiful illustration, we got to change some things, you know. Until you get out of that, you don't buy what you want, you buy what you need. Now let's look at it in in faith. Until I am walking daily with God, I don't stop attending church, I don't stop praying, I don't stop reading, and I, not because I'm better than some people, but I don't associate with some people. We'll help them, we'll pray for them. But I'm not going to associate because bad habits will stick to you like glue. Verse six of 11 of Hebrews 11 said, "But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him." There's a few words in this uh verse. First of all, he's, you know, without faith it's impossible to please him. He must come to God, believe that he is, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, diligently is a lot different than saying, yeah, I believe. And Think that everything is going to go smooth, but if you read the old Pilgrim Progress books and the old 1800 books, those preachers preach, you turn it over to God, but you don't sit down. You follow me? When you said, "Just turn it over to the." to the Lord. That's one problem I have with certain groups of religions. Come forward. Turn it over to the Lord. What are you going to do Why God's taking care of your problem? You need to realize that God works through people, places, things, and circumstances. I don't care what your problem is. God works through people, places, things, and circumstances. The Bible nowhere attempts to prove or argue the existence of God. <laughs> you know, I've I had a person just within the last month said, you know, preacher, you've Think that old King James is the answer? Prove to me there's a God. You know what my stand is on, on those questions? I don't answer stupid questions. Prove there's a God? Did you get up early this morning? Did you see the sun rise? There's a God. I'm still breathing. But, you know, not only sick people die, healthy people die. You don't have to be sick to die. You don't have to be old to die. I've got two brothers in heaven that never even reached teenage age. Never had their 10th birthday or ninth birthday or 8th birthday. What did they do? They belong to God just like I do and like you do. But I think if you want to be blessed, you got to be thankful for what God has given you, the health you've But let me, let me get back on track. The Bible nowhere attempts to prove or argue the existence of God because he said in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning. Nobody was there to help him. I love that Genesis creation of man when he, when he, you know, he looked at it and Nobody complained. You know why? Was nobody there? That's the God I still serve. That's the God that I depend on, getting me one day at a time. That's all He promised. I had two people in the last month ask me, "How long do you think you're going to live?" We'll take it one day at a time. I said, do you have any health problems? He said, no. Very fortunate, aren't you? Yes. How long are you going to live? He said, I don't know. No. You're going to live one day at a time. During that day that God has given you, are you preparing to die? That's the key. Are you preparing to It's not, are you going to die? You know. Every one of y'all know my health uh, and tradition. I believe it's very possible for the rapture takes place before I die. That's what I'm depending on. I don't like funeral homes. I don't like all the hypocrites come and, oh, he was a good man and he was, he was a bull, man. Wouldn't it be nice to sitting there in church, Henrietta, the Lord jumped, poof, go through that ceiling and never make a hole. We dream, but we're not dreaming the dreams that can be backed up by the word of God. Because we don't know God the way that we should know God. He's in charge of everything, whether you turn it over or whether he takes it. You're in this building. You walked in under your own power. No, you walked in this building under the power of God. Universal belief in God comes from within man. It is intimate in man. It is initiated in man. And it comes from the rational of our earthly brain thinking, the way that we've been taught. But the argument from cause and effect, everything that became owes its existence to cause, and it says he has some tomatoes that won't uh, wipe and they're still green but it's in that tomato to turn everything that tomato needs inside God has put it there so it will turn to be ripe but God is in control of of that tomato plant just like he's in control of my life and if you don't believe that me and you don't agree on that God's in charge of everything everything the argument from cause and effect everything that begins owe oh, its existence to a cause We have a watch, we must have a watchmaker. We have a building, we must have a builder. We have creation, we must have a creator. Right? The creation could not have come into existence without an intelligent, personal creator any more than the alphabet could produce a book. Without an author, the author of this book is who? The Holy Spirit. Don't you get upset? I do. I get upset. I don't. I, I would tell you. I tell anybody. You can tell anybody anything I said. Just don't tell them what I didn't say. That's why I'm a Jesse NIV. The all those other counterfeit Bibles. God didn't make fourteen different Bibles. He made one. But why does people want to change? They think this Bible is like a cake recipe or ice cream recipe. Well, I don't put that in mine, and I don't put this in mine. That's fine. That's ice cream. When you change the scripture, you're saying, I know more than God does, or God didn't go farther enough. The argument. Man's moral intellect, nature argues for a moral and intellectual creator. The Bible and Christ, that is, reveals his virgin birth his sinless life, various death, bodily resurrection, all of this and much, much more, argues for the existence of God. God is still alive. He's doing well. He's right on time. And God knows what is going to happen to me in the next hour. but we live like we're not going to die. Well, at least now, preacher, you know. Yeah, I'm going to die, you know, maybe 80, 90 years old. You don't have to. (laughs) It is appointed unto man once to die. My two little brothers left this earth right on time. Right on time. My wife left this earth right on time. And, and how you got to deal with this, you know, I was talking to a person who said, well, you know, if they had been there or if so-and-so had been there, I don't care if they had every cancer specialist, every heart specialist, she would have died right on time. Now the question is, when is your time? Well, I know I'm going to die, but, you know, not today. I plan to go out to supper tonight. That's how foolish we are. Why do I believe in church attendance? Because each service may be the last time I ever be in a church service. You know how important the church is? Christ built it. He used Noah to build the ark. It did everything it was supposed to do. If we stay in the will of God, we will do everything that we're supposed to do. The personality of God, First Thessalonians chapter one, verse nine, when we look at First Thessalonians chapter one and verse nine, for they themselves showed. Of us, what manner of entering in we had unto you and how he turned to God from idols to serving the living God. You know what happened to you if you're saved? God showed it to you. You may have had brothers and sisters right there in the room with you. But they didn't see it. You know why? God deals with each individual pers- personally personally. So let's look at First Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 9 when he said for they themselves showed of us what manner of entering in we had unto you and how he turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. That's how you know whether your belief is real. That's how you know that you're Salvation is true and not just an emotional. See, if we're saved and we know the scriptures, I don't think that the average person is going to rob the bank down here if they know there's somebody watching. You think you're going to do that? You'd be high on drugs, you might, you know. But God sees everything we do. And if that wasn't bad enough on our part, he knows everything we think. But we know that, you know, I'm sure all of you, especially if you had kids, you know, we send the kids outside or we send them or we, we speak low so no kids can't hear or the neighbor can't, can't hear. God hears. What does it make any difference if somebody else hears? If somebody else hears, they're going to face you. They're going to ask you questions and you've got to decide whether you're going to isolate yourself, you're going to get mad, or you're going to say, Hey, that's my pastor would say, rule five. And I know all of you hate rule five. Rule five, it is what it is. There's some things we have no control over. I remember Brother Clyde Hancock, he said, if I, if I had control of me, do you think I would look the way I look? You know, everybody laughed, but, that's, but that was a beautiful point. We would all make some changes if we were in charge. Well, you can be in charge of what you believe if you make up your mind, make up your heart, God said it, I believe it. makes no difference whether I like it, makes no, you know, I don't care if anybody else you know, it's, that is why this stuff with these transgender and all of that ignorant stuff is bounding, because I got a right to I may was born a man, but I, if I want to be a girl, I got that right you know stupid all over their face. Stupid around them. God created you. And I don't care how bad you, if you're pregnant, if you want a girl, if God has determined you get a boy, you're going to have a boy. I mean, it it is simple to change some of this stuff by (laughs) saying, hey, If you believe it's all right, show it to me in the Bible. Well, I have a right. You don't have a right to change the Bible. The only thing I can tell these people that change the Bible, they're going to have a hotter place in hell. And when I do that, well, I've got you on this, preacher. My old preacher said, you know, hell is equal. Your old preacher lied to you. But that's not really important. The important thing is that you have a memory you feel and all the opportunities that you had to make things better, all the opportunities you had to witness to somebody, that will continue throughout eternity. The Bible reveals God as a personal a personality. He is called the living and true God. God one possesses, uh, possesses, excuse me, self-consciousness, self-determination. His personality is what he does such as God loves. John three sixteen. Isn't what it said? God so loved the world. God loves. I was created in the image and likeness of God, so I can love. But I've talked to people right in this county. I can't love because all that has happened to me. I can't love. You don't want to love. You're wilding in yourself, petty. I may not have had what you had. You may not have had, but. If you're any age at all, you've had disappointment. Does that mean God was against you? No, you may have went through that so you'd be a help to somebody else. That's why we witness. God hates. Oh no, not God. Yes, God. In Proverbs six sixteen. These six things does the Lord hate? One of the things God hates is a lying tongue. So every time you think about changing the subject to make you look better or to make the situation look better, I don't care how good you tell it, God hates that. God cares. 1 Peter 5, 7 tells us that God cares for you. God cares for you. Amen? I don't know why the bell rang. I, I started on my time. I'll stop on my time. God grieves, it grieves him at his heart, Genesis 6.6. 6. I'm sure that I grieve my mom and dad a lot. I'm going to stand before God one day and answer for that. I'm going to lose some rewards for that. God blesses you with a, with children, and you know. <laughs> I was telling, and I'll hang up after after this. I was t- telling I took my granddaughter and her fiance out to supper the other night, and they were asking the asking questions, you know. And uh, they said, "Well, what if we had an argument?" And there's two sides. Uh, would Peppa take your side because you're Peppa? And I was proud of of Chaitlin. She said, you don't know Peppa very well. You ain't helping your child if you take up for your child when your child is wrong. Well, wake up. I'm a child of God. He deals with me. He punishes me. He's chasing me. Why? Because I am a child of God. We've got this little thought in our mind that God is love and God is pure and God is this. And he is. But God is also just. See, it comes down to just. Just. It's just like the, on with the, the conversation. I said, you know, uh, don't ever get yourself in so much debt that you can't have a savings account. That's good advice. I mean, that didn't come from no financial freedom. And I went to, I've drawn eight or nine of those classes, I've taught it in five different states why it's important. You know, do you realize how much money I would have if I just saved a dollar a week? Just a dollar a week. You know, with is more, more money, I'll, I'll close with this. I will give you a penny a day, double every day, I'll give you $500, which one you want. And most people say, oh, "Well, I'll take that $500. You would lose big time. Because we only look at the present. If your life is not pleasing God, you're only looking at the present. There's a judgment coming. It may be Today. It may be tomorrow. Father, we thank you for this. We thank you for this opportunity.